Welcome everyone to another episode of Heavy Forehands with Toro. This is your host Felipe Acosta and here we are at it again with the most beloved podcast of the Sacramento area. That's just a statement that I just made up. But I imagine there are not that many podcasts or podcasters in the Sacramento area, but I'm going to have to fact check myself. Anyway, guys, I'm so excited about this topic today. It's a new segment of the podcast and it's going to be really relevant in the 2024 season. But before we get going, I just want to remind you guys that I'm on social media at Costa one That's my Instagram. And I'm also on Spotify, of course. This is where most of my listeners listen to me. And please click subscribe or on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and the platform where I submit or post my episodes is Spotify for podcasters. And I have one more announcement before we get going with the topic of today, which is more an edit to last week's episode. And I want to add one additional player to the list of the college tennis players that transitioned to the WTA Tour. Her name is Lourdes Carlem, and she's Argentinian, and she's ranked 150 in the world. And, and I want to make a special mention because last week, I made special mention to all the Argentinian players that are competing right now. So I just want to uh, make a mention to Lourdes and continue supporting the Argentinian tennis. And now let's introduce the topic of today, which is the best comebacks to the tour post-injury or quasi-retirement. And why do we talk about this? Because Rafa is returning on the tour in 2024 and people are excited about it. People expect that he's going to have a great season going into his last tennis um, career year. And myself as a fan, I'm also excited. And I, I think it will be a great topic to discuss. So let's get at it. All right, guys, as I said in the intro, in this new segment of the podcast, we're going to be taking a look at the best comebacks post-injury or some type of retirement. The main reason for this segment is that Rafa has been gone for the whole season. He played Australian Open early in the year, lost in the second round, and since then hasn't played for the whole year. Uh, he's been taking some time off. His body has been beaten up. He's 37 years old. But he said, okay, I'm going to come back and play in the 2024 calendar year and be the last year of his career. So I want to I wanna see how potentially can do in this year because there have been many good comebacks to the tour where even after a terrible injury, maybe a surgery, the players get back at it with some fresh air and maybe they win a couple of majors or they go pretty deep into some of them, they improve the rankings. And, and for the episode of today, we're going to have the comeback of an, a great player, but this is not Rafa. We're going to start taking a look at Roger Federer and his comeback in the 2017 season, which was, it is pretty epic, pretty historical uh, for tennis. And I see a lot of similarities to the comeback from that Rafa is about to face this next year because Roger was 35 years old 
when he came back in the 2017 season. And also he was gone for almost six months. I think he played Wimbledon 2016 and then he took six six months off and started again playing in January 20, 2017. In this case, Rafa has been gone more than that. He's been gone almost 10 months. I don't think he has surgery, but he had multiple injuries over the last um, two years, especially in 2022, where it was a great year for him, where he won two majors. However, uh, after Wimbledon, uh, his ab, I think he tore his ab, and then he pulled his hip flexor and his groin, and then his wrist was kind of like messed up. So it's been tough for Rafa, man. It's been really tough. He has a really physical game. Uh, and the age is catching up with him. And in the last couple of years, he seemed a little more heavy, so he had to change his his game. He, he's not the greatest mover of all time as he used to be. He's now more an aggressive player. He can come in, um, but still he's, he can move. He doesn't move as he was 18 years old. And what I see that now he's going to come back at 37 years old, and I want to see what kind of changes he implemented to his game in the last six months. I feel like Federer did in 2017 when he changed his backhand. He was being way more aggressive and and he, he actually improved um, physically during those times. He was moving really well in the 2017 season. So let, let's get at it. Let's talk about Rogers Federer's 2017 season here. The first tournament he played was the Hoffman Cup. That is a tournament, you know, it's an exhibition. Where he paired up with Belinda Benjik, uh, you know, player from Switzerland, it's a it's kind of like a da- mini Davis Cup, and he did really well. Uh, where he won two matches and then he lost one against Alex Be- uh, Alex Berev, but he did pretty decent in this tournament and and he seemed like he was moving well. He seemed pretty light on his feet. He was making good contact, uh, but you wouldn't think that he was gonna have as great of a year as he did after, right? And then he, he goes to the Australian Open. Australian Open 2017, and he's the 16th seed, or or he's the player ranked 16 in the rankings. I think he was the, um, the 16th seed in the t- tournament. And he started playing, and he looked pretty shaky, actually. He played the first match against uh, Jürgen Mölzer, and he won in four sets, and it was tough, man. Like, Melzer was pushing him across. You know, Melzer played a lefty player that he can slide, he can he drop shots coming to the net. He he was, he was really scrappy. And, and Roger had to grind, and he won 6-2, I think, in the fourth set. So that was a tough first round. And, you know, at 35 years old, you wouldn't think that he could do a deep round. Uh, run in the in the great in the majors if he has such a tough first round right roger goes into the second round and struggles against against noah rubin winning three sets but seven five six three seven six and in that match he was really missing i remember this was six years ago and i still remember what great memory on my end uh congrats to me congrats to toro anyways um and then he he goes and faces his first real test and he plays Thomas Burdich in 2017 he was still being a good player he was still ranked top 10 
And Roger Cruz over him. He beat him 6-2, 6-4, Great level. And that was when you saw for the first time the new backhand, you know, taking really, the ball really early, just ripping down the line, ripping cross-court. And, and it was great tennis level. So really good for Roger. And goes into lane Nishikori, who in 2016 had a great year. He went really deep in, I think he was top 10, then he was the number fifth seed. And he went deep into the Masters in the end of Masters. I think he lost against Murray in like seven, six in the third, like a, like a grind. And, and Roger really battled off in this match. He was, he was up to set to one. He lost the fourth set and at 35 years old, he came back and won six three in the in the fifth set in the fourth round of the Australian Open, uh, and that was really impressive. And you know Nishikori, he he used to be a really good baseline player. He could he will make you work at least five six shots per rally, and and a good intensity. You take the ball really early on the rise, and Roger played and real. He served really well in that match. So good for Roger, he gets into the quarterfinals and then goes into play um, Zverev, but not Alexander, but Misha Zverev. And Roger beat Misha easy, 6-1-7-5-6-2. I remember the draw opened up for him here because Murray, number one seed, lost against Zverev in, I think, four sets. And really lucky, or you can say, you can say that it's luck, or you can say that he won his matches. Anyways, he get into the semifinals and plays and his old good good friend um, Stan Babrinka. And they play another battle where Roger beats him in the fifth set. And goes into playing the final against another good friend of his and, and the star of the show in this one, Rafael Nadal. And and Roger beat Rafa in an insane five setter. 6-3 in the fifth set. After being down 3-1 in the fifth set, after Rafa won the fourth set, great comeback. And this was the second tournament after being injured for six months. He went to win a major, uh, which he hasn't won one since 2012, five years later. Um, and I think that was the major number 17th in the 2017th years, which was uh, pretty amazing. Um, there are always those stats that are pretty incredible. Incredible. So that was the US, the US Open. I mean, that was Australian Open for, for Roger, winning his major after so many years, and took a couple of weeks off and went to play the tournament in Dubai. And you know, after winning a great tournament, you tend to relax. And that's what happened to Roger in this tournament. He won the first round against Per EC, and then went to play against Donskoy, I think a player from Russia, and he lost six, uh, three six, seven six, seven six, and he didn't play well in this match, but it didn't matter. You know why? Because Roger went to Indian Wells, and he really picked up his level here. He won this tournament after cruising over Robert. Uh, fighting pretty hard against Steve Johnson. And then he wanted to play Rafa again. After playing a five-setter 
in the Australian Open. He wanted to play Rafa, and he did Rafa, 6-2, 6-3, and he was being so aggressive, coming to the net whenever he had a chance, taking the ball so early, hitting the ball big. And I remember the match point, the Rafa served a big ball to the backhand, uh, and Roger, it was kind of like a kick serve to the backhand, but really heavy. And Roger took it really early on the rise, like backhand on the, the shoulder, and put it down and hit it on the line. <laughs> and Rafa did like a smirk, like saying like, what here? <laughs> and it was 6-2, for Roger. It was amazing. I was so impressed. Then he, he was supposed to play uh, Nick Kyrgios in the next round. Kyrgios uh, was kind of injured, didn't play. And uh, then beat Jack Sock in the semis, and then beat beat Babrinka in the final. So that's that's the year for Roger so far. He won a major and won a thousand. Incredible, right? And only lost one match. And then won into Miami and won the Miami Open. And that was the back-to-back um, American tournaments. And I think he hasn't done that since. I think it was the last time he did it, it was like in 2007 or 2006. Uh, and he repeated that in 20, 2017, he was 35 years old. Amazing. Uh, in this one, he had a really good battle against Kyrgios in the semis, uh, which was 7-6 in the third set. I highly recommend you guys go to YouTube and watch the highlights of that match because it was great. Kyrgios was playing amazing. If Kyrgios competes like that in each match, my God, Kyrgios could be a top 10 player uh, all year round. And then who, who did he beat again? Uh, Rafa Nadal, 6-3, 6-4. So far, Rafa had a tough year against Roger, 0-3 in his record. Oh, something to point out here that Roger was being really clutch against Kyrgios. And also in this tournament, he saved two match points against Berdych which he beat 7-6 in the third set. So, three tournaments for Roger, and this is only March, right? Yeah, amazing. And then Roger, here's where it gets interesting. In the 2016 year, he decided to not play uh, the French Open. And here he decided to do the same thing. He said, my knee, even though I, I got surgery, I still think that it's not a good decision for me to play on clay. And that was interesting, right? After winning so many tournaments, you don't want to go and, and like play. You have a chance, man. And you know, he said, I'm going to take the time off. Um, since Miami, which was roughly March, I think March 31st, he didn't play until Sturgat Open. And people were anxious, man. You want to see Roger play. And that was in June 14th. And in the first round, he lost against Tommy Haas. <laughs> so that, that was surprising, right? Like after Roger having a great year, lost against Tommy Haas 6-4 in the third set. And went to play Hale, which is the tournament in Germany as well. Uh, in that one, he did really well. He won the tournament. He beats better in the final. And he did well in, and this is the most important tournament of the year for him. He goes to play Wimbledon. And he cruises through everyone. He didn't drop a set in Wimbledon, man. He played amazing. In the final, he beat Silic 6-3, 6-1, 6-4. It 
Oh, sorry about the background noise. Someone is screaming outside of my door. I don't know what he wants. Anyways, guys, and he played really good tennis. And something that he did really well here was that he beat in the quarterfinals to Raonic in three sets. And the year before, 52 weeks before that, he lost against him in the semifinals. And that was like the last match of the 2016 year. So good for Roger. And... Roger wanted to play the Canadian Open, where he didn't do so hot. He he looked tired actually. He this is the the moment of the year when it, his tennis level drops, and significantly. Um, I think it's that maybe the transition from grass to hardcore didn't go so well. But anyways, he made the final in in the Canadian Open, Toronto Open, and he lost against Bev. And then went into US Open and the Poltro put him down. Then recovered his level, went to Shanghai and played one of the best match against Rafa. And I think the record against Rafa this year was 4-0. <laughs> I, I think that's the I think that's the only time where he beat Rafa four times and then he didn't lose a match against him. Uh, and again, you should, you guys should go and watch the highlights in YouTube of, about this match. It's the final of the 2017 Shanghai Masters. And Roger was playing so quick, so flat through the court, taking the ball early, coming into the net, serving well. And Rafa looked like he was always late. You know, like he tends to start swinging over his shoulder. When he's late, he was doing it all the time here. <laughs> all the time. And it was amazing tennis. Then again, he wins the Basel Open, where he beat the Portugal with a really good matchup. And then he went to the World Tour Finals, and he didn't play well. He lost in the semifinals against Goffin. Surprising Goffin, right? He made the, the final of the uh, the World Tour Final events, and then he lost against Dimitrov. Dimitrov having a great year in 2017. But let's recap the season of Roger Federer in 2017. And guys, let's get excited. If Roger did it at 35 years old, why Rafa couldn't have as great of a season at 37? And you know, you guys know that Rafa is one of the strongest players in the mental game. So Roger won two majors. He won three Master 1000. And his record was 54-5. That's 91.5%. The only thing he was missing for this 2017 season to be great for him is to be Djokovic in one tournament. Djokovic didn't play a lot. I think Wimbledon was the last tournament of the year for him. He had an elbow injury that will carry on to the 20, 2018, early in the year. So... That was the that will be the strawberry of the cake, right? For for Roger. So let's talk about the things he changed in order to accomplish this. First, he changed his backhand. He was ripping the backhand. He wasn't trying to spin it or slice it. He was taking the ball on the rise and hitting it through the court. And the main reason for this is that he hired Ivan Lubitschik in 2016, and they started to make changes then, and they started coming to fruition in the 2017 season. Second, he looked really fit. He didn't look like a 35 years old. He looked like a 
28, 29-year-old, he looked really fast, reactive. He could get two balls fairly easily. Uh, and he was healthy through most of the season. And third, he was aggressive. All these changes that he did back in 2014 and 2015 with Stefan Edberg were not forgotten when he changed to Ivan Lubitschek. He was still coming to a net. He was still using his serve. He was still keeping and charging. And hitting the ball a little more through the court instead of spinning the ball uh, with the forehand. And I would say those three things were really key for his game in 2017. As long as, and also, he was fighting pretty hard as well. I would say that was the fourth thing. He was grind, grinding in the Australian Open, especially and some matches in Miami and Indian Wells. He was grinding really hard. He looked like he really wanted it. He had like those eyes when he he was fixed on winning one more major. So Rafa, if you want to come back and win one more major, people want you to win one more French Open. You're going to have to continue playing your game, of course. You have to move and hit your heavy forehand, as always. But I think you're going to have to make some changes. And being on the more aggressive side, I think it's going to benefit you. Benefit you. It's going to be your friend. So this is the first one we're going to be reviewing. This is, again, like I said, part one of the segment where we're going to be reviewing different comebacks to the tour. And this was the first one, the Roger Federer 2017 season. And for next week... We're going to be taking a look at one of Rafa Nadal's comebacks, since we're going to be talking about Rafa Nadal comeback to the Tour in the 2024 season. And this is going to be the, the 2010 season where Rafa had an amazing year, but more to come in the next episode. All right, guys, that's all what I have for today. I hope you enjoyed this one. We're going to be continuing this conversation in the next couple of weeks as we see fit and tournaments are a little bit slower towards this part of the year the quality is not great so it's good to talk about these um, different topics and get excited about the 2024 season coming up anyways guys i want to remind you guys to follow me on social media at feliacosta1 that's my instagram and click follow or subscribe in my platforms Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoy heavy forehands with Toro. I will see you in the next one.